Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our weekly briefing. Today we'll be hearing from Public Health Madison Dane County about a new data dashboard and our city clerk's office about the February election that's coming up. I have a number of things as well and of course we'll go over the upcoming meetings and community resources. Uh, so without further ado, we'll start with Kat Grande from Public Health Madison Dane County. So um, I am going to go over just a little bit of a quick demonstration of our new updated Dane County COVID dashboard. Um, this is a, an enhancement to the dashboard that we've had since March of last year. The goals are the same, which are to serve as an enhanced one-stop shop for Dane County COVID data. Um, it's also to provide context as to where we've been in the pandemic and where we are going uh, currently and then finally to help people make data-informed decisions. So this uh, new dashboard um, is on the Public Health website, and it is you are brought to this landing page where you can get a nice overview of the current stats and how we have changed from yesterday. So um, from this page, you can then dive deeper into data by clicking on some of the icons on the right. So um, on this first page, we have people with COVID and a familiar graph is at the top, well, number of people testing positive per day. We can also now dive a little bit more deeply into recent data by clicking on some of the options on the left. So we can see for the past two weeks, by clicking only on the past two weeks. Um, we also have some new data elements about um, where people are testing positive, whether it's within Madison or outside of Madison. And then we also have some additional data elements for comparison to the state health department. Um, on the next page, we have test information. A lot of this is the similar information that's on our current dashboard or our old dashboard, but now we have some additional elements as well. So we have um, how quickly people are getting tests back, we also have where people are getting tested, whether it's at a public health test site or healthcare or another site. And again, whether people are coming from inside or outside of Madison. Um, a new data element for our percent positivity statistics are this, um, this gauge that help people quickly see where our current percent positivity is. So you can see over the past two weeks, or the past week. And we also have a more enhanced trends page. So this shows um, trends by age in both adults as well as in children. So this, um, if you hover over a data point, you can see the number, uh, the rate within that age group, the number of people testing positive on a particular day, as well as the overall seven day average. So we've um, split it up into adults as well as children because, um, and we try to uh, make the children age groups um, match school levels because we know that's important data request.
Okay, and we have another more enhanced data page on race and ethnicity, people testing positive. So you can select by all ethnicities, all races, or dive into the data a bit more. We have additional data elements related to um, people who are hospitalized with COVID and people who have died as a result of COVID. And we have um, even more additional data elements looking at hospitalizations and deaths as well. Finally, our um, brand new page is about vaccinations in Dane County. So we have um, overall doses given as well as doses by manufacturer and doses given by age. We also have doses um, administered over time and we are working on additional data elements to this page that will be ready hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So that's just a quick overview of our new data dashboard and we're excited that it has uh, many, many new data elements that we hope will be helpful. Thank you. Thank you, Kat, and thank you uh, to the entire data team over at Public Health. It's really great to have this new information at our fingertips, and I encourage people to go and explore the dashboard. Um, I think you'll get a lot of your questions answered there, um, and it's a great way to just keep tabs on the course of the pandemic in our community uh, and to understand, uh, I think, some of the rationale behind the public health orders and also um, our continued request that you remain patient as we do our best to get the vaccine out to as many people as possible in our community. Um, so thanks again to Public Health for that. Now we're gonna hear from our amazing city clerk, Mary Beth Witzel-Bell, um, about the upcoming election. Good morning. We are beginning to prepare our first absentee mailing for the February primary election. And we'd like to thank Parking Utility and the Monona Terrace for sending us some extra help with that. Uh, as we speak right now, they are preparing the instructions that will be placed in each absentee envelope. Tomorrow we'll be putting labels on the envelopes. And then next week we'll be inserting the ballots and mailing out those absentees. In our initial mailing, we'll have over 11,000 absentee ballots. So once again, a record for uh, this type of election. And we don't have any sense yet as to uh, what to expect for this election. So once again, we'll have to be very flexible and respond to voter demand uh, as we uh, begin to get more requests from voters. And uh, we typically would have 25% turnout for this type of election, but we are prepared for a greater turnout just in case uh, the familiarity with voting absentee ends up increasing voter turnout. Uh, absentee voting in person begins February 2nd, so we still have a little time before that begins. That's going to be indoors 
and we will have capacity limits. So there will be somebody at the door to let each household in to vote absentee, but you may have to wait a few minutes before you're able to get inside, uh, just because we're going to be, once again, focusing on keeping everybody safe and taking a lot of precautions for COVID. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Beth, and thanks to everybody in the clerk's office um, and from around the city that's working on this election um, and every other election. We continue, obviously, to be doing our best to run safe, healthy, and secure elections in a pandemic, and um, that remains challenging, but our, I know our clerk's office is absolutely up to the job. Um, all right, so a few things from me this morning. Uh, I just want to start by saying welcome and congratulations to President Biden and Vice President Harris. Um, I hope that you all had a chance yesterday uh, to take a moment and observe the peaceful transfer of power from one democratically elected administration to another. Uh, this is a cornerstone of our democracy and something that, that, at least when it started here in the United States, was really unusual. Um, and remarkable within the world. So it's very important for us to stop and observe um, these moments of our democracy in action. Um, I did write an open letter to President Biden and Vice President Harris uh, congratulating them and emphasizing some of the places that I hope to work with their administration. Um, and those include obviously the COVID-19 pandemic, and particularly making sure that we can increase testing and vaccination rates in Madison. Um, they include working on reopening schools and childcare so that we can really restart our economy. Um, and another request for direct assistance to cities um, and also to families for food and housing issues, um, a continued eviction moratorium and support for folks without homes. I've asked, also asked them in the long term to please work on meaningful police reform, including implementing a national use of force standard and engaging in criminal justice reform. Um, and I am uh, just absolutely delighted um, and thankful that President Biden yesterday started to bring the United States back into the Paris Climate Agreement. It's crucial action for our country. Um, cities, of course, have been leading on climate this whole time and have remained committed to the Paris Agreement, including Madison. Uh, but it's great to have the whole country back. Um, so I'm looking forward to working with the federal government on a number of things and to doing my best to bring resources back to the city of Madison. Um, just turning back to elections for a moment, um, you heard Mary Beth talk about the process that we're going through to get absentee ballots out to folks. Uh, just a reminder that you can request your absentee ballot. Uh, for elections in 2021, we have the spring primary, which is on February 16th, and then the spring election on April 6th. Um, if you want to vote absentee by mail, uh, please do get your request in soon. Um, you can request either for each individual election or for the current calendar year. Uh, and you can make that request on the My Vote Wisconsin website. Um, you will need to provide photo ID 
if the clerk's office doesn't already have your ID on file. Um, so if uh, you, you might not have an ID on file if you have not requested an absentee ballot in the past or if you have moved uh, or updated your name since the last election. Um, you can also mail or email your request for an absentee ballot to the city clerk's office. Uh, that request should include your name, your address, the address to which the ballot should be mailed, and a copy of your voter ID. Um, about voter ID, uh, acceptable forms include a driver's license, a DOT-issued photo ID card, a U.S. passport, a military ID card, a certificate of naturalization, um, an ID card issued by a Native American tribe, um, or an ID issued by a Wisconsin accredited university or college. And there's some requirements on um, those types of IDs, so uh, you might want to just double check those on the clerk's website. Um, if you need help getting an ID to vote, the Dane County Voter ID Coalition can help you with that. They will provide help getting transportation to the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, and working with the DMV on the application process. If you need that assistance, please call 608-285-2141. And of course, you can always visit cityofmadison.com and click on the clerk's office to get much more information about acceptable forms of ID, how to access an absentee ballot, what will be on your ballot, um, and generally how to participate in the February and April elections. All right, uh, now just to bring to your attention, if you did not catch it, um, a little anecdote about why you need to follow recycling rules. Um, on January 14th, a load of recyclables within a streets division collection truck burst into flames. Thankfully, the operator was able to act fast to keep herself safe and unload the burning recyclables into the street to save the vehicle from burning. And I just want to say a huge thank you to that employee uh, because those trucks are not cheap. Um, the fire department responded swiftly to extinguish the fire um, and the burnt and ruined recyclables, unfortunately, were sent to the landfill. The exact cause of the fire is unknown. However, lithium-ion batteries, the same ones that are used to power cell phones, vape pens, laptops, electric bicycles, and many other electronics, are very often the reason for incidents like this. Fires at recycling facilities and within recycling trucks from lithium batteries are a worldwide problem. So please, please, please never place batteries, particularly lithium batteries, into your recycling carts at your home. The City of Madison Streets Division does offer battery recycling for Madison residents at the drop-off sites. And the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources has additional information on how to handle these batteries on their website. For residents in the city of Madison, you have an abundance of resources to learn about what you can place into your green curbside recycling cart. You can check the Streets Department website, check your recycling cart lid PDF, check your Recyclopedia booklet, or, or maybe even look on your refrigerator if you have one of our free recycling magnets. Um, contamination within our recycling is at an all-time high, maybe because we're all 
stuck at home and are recycling more, I don't know. Uh, but nearly 19% of everything placed into our recycling carts does not belong there. While not all contamination is as dangerous as lithium batteries, it all hurts the system, increases costs, and can damage or jam sorting equipment. So please take a moment to go to cityofmadison.com streets and check out um, information about our recycling program and what does belong in your recycling bin. Um, and please, please, no lithium batteries in your recycling carts. We do want, not want any more fires. Um, some good news, the City of Madison has been accepted into the Great Lakes cohort of the Natural Resources Defense Council's Food Matters Initiative. Um, this initiative has been happening since uh, 2016, and it's a chance for NRDC to partner with cities to achieve meaningful reductions in food waste through policies and programs that reduce the amount of food that is thrown out and by recycling food scraps. Um, so we're delighted to be in this cohort. Uh, we are committed to advancing a healthy and equitable food system here in Madison. Um, and I'm really excited that being in this cohort will help us advance our goals around sustainability, racial equity, and a healthy community. The city collects approximately 10,000 tons of food scraps annually and food waste comprises over 20% of the waste streams entering the Dane County landfill. Reducing food waste will not only increase the lifetime of that landfill, but it also offers us the opportunity to produce compost and renewable natural gas. So hopefully our participation in this cohort will increase awareness about food waste and how we can reduce, recover, and recycle this valuable resource. Uh, we're also hoping that it will help us lower our methane emissions, which are a really important greenhouse gas uh, and are fueling climate change. Uh, again, I want to thank NRDC for this fantastic opportunity, and I want to thank our city staff, particularly Stacy Reese and Brian Johnson, um, who have been working on this project. And now, uh, as we always do, community resources and upcoming meetings. Um, if you're, you or your family are in need, please don't hesitate to reach out to these community resources. And you can find all of this information and more at cityofmadison.com. Just click on the community resources link that, off of the homepage. Um, you can contact our housing helpline if you are homeless or in danger of losing housing. That number is 608-264-0549 or email housinginfo at cityofmadison.com. If you need help accessing internet or phone service, call the State Public Service Commission at 608-267-3595. If you need help finding a child care provider, call Community Coordinated Child Care at 608-216-7022 to help identify nearby options uh, for food resources. Call 211, that's the United Way of Dane County's hotline, or text your zip code to 898-211. 211 can also connect you with a whole host of other community resources um, and is a great uh, place to start for information. The city also has a free financial resource hotline to help residents navigate financial issues that are related to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
You can find out more at cityofmadison.com slash financial hotline or call 608-315-5151. Again, these and more are posted on the city's website. Click on community resources. Upcoming meetings, uh, these are all virtual and there's much more information with a full calendar of meetings, how you can access agendas, look at minutes from past meetings, register to speak at any of these meetings or just watch them at cityofmadison.com. Click on the meetings calendar link. Today, the 21st, uh, there's a 4 p.m. Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center board meeting. At 5, there's a Landlord and Tenant Issues Committee meeting. And at 5.30, the Downtown Coordinating Committee meets. On Friday, the 22nd, at 6 p.m., the Body Worn Camera Feasibility Review Committee will meet. On Monday, the 25th, at 4.30, we have a Finance Committee meeting. And at 5.30, a Plan Commission meeting. On Tuesday, the 26th at 4.30, there's a Water Utility Board meeting. And Wednesday, the 27th at 4.30, an Urban Design Commission meeting. And at 5, the Transportation Commission will meet. Once again, you can find information about all those meetings at cityofmadison.com. And that is the end of my list for today. So we will turn to any questions we have. Linda? Indeed. We have a question for the clerk and one for you, Mayor. All right, so we'll start with the clerk. Good morning, Mary Beth. Good morning. The question for you is, how do you think the trends we saw in 2020 regarding voting uh, absentee will carry over to 2021? We saw last year that 75% of voters cast their ballots absentee, but what we don't know is how that percentage might change for those who have had COVID or are starting to get vaccinated. And so we don't want to just rely on that data and assume that that's going to hold true for the next two elections. We're just going to try to be as flexible as we can. Mm. Thank you so much, Mayor. Mm -hmm. And Mayor, the question for you is, now that the threats of further election-related protests have passed, when, when is it safe for downtown businesses to take down the boards and try to return to normal? What can you do as mayor to try and encourage a safe, thriving downtown? And so we're really grateful that uh, we did not see any um, protest activity, uh, and particularly any violent protests uh, over the weekend and this week. It was pretty quiet all the way around. Um, and uh, I just want to thank everybody in the city and in other agencies who were uh, prepared uh, in the eventuality that we did see something. There's a lot of work that went into that, um, and I appreciate that work. Um, in terms of downtown, uh, I think what we have seen um, over the past months is that there are a number of businesses who have made the decision to uh, take the boards down um, and open up 
um, in that way, and I certainly support that. I think it's an individual business decision, um, but I think that um, it's, you know, it's likely time for that to start happening again, um, particularly, uh, hopefully, as we move into spring and people will be outside more um, and coming back downtown again. Um, in terms of support for downtown, the city has been uh, working on a number of things for months now, and we will continue to work on them. Uh, we've seen a just enormous response to our small business equity and recovery fund. Obviously, not all of that uh, going to downtown businesses, but certainly some of it is, um, and city staff are just working overtime trying to process all those requests. So that's certainly one way in which we're helping businesses and downtown businesses, and there's a lot more to come from that program. Um, again, we're looking at ways that we can support pop-ups in any vacant storefronts, um, how we can bring new businesses into downtown spaces, um, and increase the diversity of business ownership downtown as well. Um, so lots more to come from that program. Um, also, just engage in that program, again, not specific to downtown, but certainly available for downtown, uh, is a push to allow small businesses to better control their own fates by owning um, their own property, uh, whether that's their storefront or office or, or what have you. Um, so lots of opportunity there. Um, our Office of Business Resources is also always available um, to businesses across our community and particularly for those that are located downtown. Um, and our staff there and in economic development more generally have been working very closely with Downtown Madison Incorporated and the Downtown BID um, to support small businesses. And I'm really grateful for that partnership. Those two organizations are really critical in our community, doing great work um, and helping us all focus on how we both recover from COVID-19 um, and the impacts that that has had on our economy, but also pay real attention to uh, what it means to have a fully diverse and equitable business community and how we support the creation of opportunity uh, and entrepreneurship in particularly in communities of color. Um, so lots of great work being done there, and I'm glad that the city is a part of that. Uh, I also just want to flag uh, for any folks that are listening uh, who do own a business and are looking for support. Um, again, our Office of Business Resources is available to you. Um, there's also potentially funding available from Dane County uh, by local. Um, so the county has uh, given them another uh, influx of money to support small businesses. There may also be resources available at the state. And uh, President Biden has signaled uh, in his rescue package um, an additional availability of funds um, for small businesses. And of course, uh, if you haven't already applied for the latest round of the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, please look into that. There is information on my blog um, in both English and Spanish um, about that program and how to get connected to it. So lots of opportunities and resources for our small businesses who certainly need it, uh, given the impact of this pandemic. Thank you, Mayor. Those are our questions for today. All right. Uh, well, thank you for the questions, and thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, have a great week. Be well, wear your masks, and take care of yourselves and each other.